All right, that should do it. All right. Welcome, everyone. This is Alayda and Miranda. And together we are and the together we're the sidekicks. Yes, the sidekicks. Um, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, Miranda. Welcome back, me. We're here and ready to talk about more comic books. Yep. We had uh some traveling. There were some woes. There were some woes. There were some woes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But we're uh, we're back. Yes, Miranda came to town to visit family and friends, and on her return fr- flight, um, she got stuck. <laughs> she got stuck on the plane for two hours because apparently there's a lot of clerical work that goes into flying, and it wasn't uh, done. Where <laughs> I'm, a, I'm much more informed than I was previously. Yes chatty pilots middle seats that's Miranda's day it was it was a lot and it was oh my god I didn't even have caffeine because I didn't (gasps) get a coffee oh because I couldn't find a star I couldn't find the Starbucks in the airport oh that sucks um I started my day without caffeine and like went and got groceries and stuff and then I was just like I really want a coffee the whole time and then we went to the grocery store that doesn't have a coffee shop inside of it. I, was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have bought Starbucks. You went to the one grocery store that doesn't have a coffee shop inside it. Goodness. Yeah. Well, it was right next to the Albertsons and the Albertsons does have a coffee mm-hmm. shop inside of it. I was very sad. But it's okay. I got coffee later. Um, That's good. And Miranda's drinking her coffee now. I am. Yes. I am. I I, I came back from my ordeal finally at almost two o'clock. Mind you, I was supposed to be back in my home safe and cozy before like 11. Before like, 11? Oh, no, that's yeah. a lie. I'm, I'm exaggerating. It was probably closer to like 12, but still, still wow. two o'clock. I'm finally home. And then I just fall asleep. Yeah. It's not good I, for me. That's what I would have done. Oh, no. Is it going to mess up your sleep schedule? Maybe. You're like, who knows? I don't don't know. I don't know anything. I do not know anything. I have to, I will have work tomorrow. I do not know what time I start. Oh, (laughs) my boss has not given me my schedule and uh, she's on vacation now. Mm, So so I figure (laughs) I figure if I just show up at like 10 AM, you know? Yeah. That's a good time. That's a reasonable time to start work, right? I think that's fantastic. That's Maybe beyond just... reasonable. Right. <laughs> uh, considering you don't have a schedule the night before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, to yeah. hopefully make the day better, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Yeah! Volume 1, Blood from the New 52 era of things, which is about 10 years yeah. ago. Yes. Okay. All right. I have been itching to talk about the new 52 since we started this series. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So um, for people who don't know, uh, the new 52 was like a like a five year um, shakeup that DC did. So, okay. hold on. I have to go further back in time. 
<clears throat> okay. All right. So a lot of, um, so DC is kind of a conglomerate company of it started off with just like one comic house and then they kept buying out other comic houses and they kept expanding their brand, you know? Okay. So like it's a really fame, rather famously, it kind of spawned out of detective comics, which is where Batman made his debut in 1939. Yes. Yeah. So DC like, is this math like was this was is this massive is one of the two major uh comic book houses you know there's dc and there's marvel and then um image and vertigo are not quite indie but slightly more indie mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense and dark horse yeah you know like there's there's some other ones that are much smaller and i believe image is an imprint of dc too i oh. might be wrong i might be thinking of dark horse i get them very confused because I read DC (laughs) (laughs) unapologetically ignorance on this one issue that I will eventually not be ignorant on yeah it just takes time yeah I just I'm learning by osmosis (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like it's DC building itself up all through the years you know starting with like in the 1930 like late 1930s and then um in I believe 1972, they decided that they wanted to make everything. They wanted to clarify what was in, like what was taking place in the same universe as each other. And so they uh, did kind of a soft reboot where they kind of, they defined what was canon and what wasn't canon. And they, um, they published like a character book to tell people like, this is who these characters are. This is how they relate to each other. This is a little glimpse of their history to basically kind of clarify things because like the fifties and the sixties were wild in terms of comic books, you know? So like in 19, I believe it was 1972 is when they kind of established the concept of like the DC universe and the DC canon. Uh, that's also when they officially set Superman and uh, Batman's ages as 29. They're 29? Which, <laughs> uh, in 1972, they were set at 29. And they stayed 29, um, I think, until like the 80s and 90s. How old is Batman? When there was another reboot. Supposed to be now. Um, I think mid-30s. Like they've aged him up a little bit, but they haven't aged him up crazy. Cause so um, right now we're in what's considered the rebirth era. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's physically what it was called when they uh, re when they rebooted the universe again, they called it the rebirth. Okay. So that's the era of comics that we're in now. And in that era of comics, um, I believe he adopted, he adopted and or warded or guardian, whatever legal definition he had just going on with Dick Grayson when Dick was eight years old and it was his third year as being Batman. Okay. And so, and Dick Grayson is, I think, uh, like in his mid twenties now. So I think he's supposed to be late thirties, Okay. late thirties, early forties. All right. But for a very long time, he was 29. That is one of the reasons Frank Miller wrote the dark Knight returns is because he was like, Batman is too young. <laughs> he is the old and grumpy. Well, like me to be fair. 29 is very young to be dealing with, 29. Stuff. but yes, Peter Parker's, teenager so <laughs> yeah no one's so, equipped <laughs> to be a hero no one is at least at least spider-man is supposed to not be equipped like they like half of his storylines are the fact that he's too young to like not have the wisdom to go with the power this is true this is so 
good counter. Yeah. So in like 1972, they created sort of the concept of like one unit of like their universe and their canon. Right. All right. And then shenanigans ensued. Um, They had what was known as the infinite crisis in the mid eighties. Yes. Or not, not, no, infinite crisis is a different one. So it was crisis on infinite earth. I think it was one of those two. Okay. I should know this. I'm, I'm the expert. I'm not actually an expert. That's a You're lie. You're fine. I, yeah. I'm just familiar with Infinite Crisis because I just remember it affecting Superman. Let me look it up. Yeah. Infinite Crisis. It's either Infinite Crisis or Crisis on Infinite Earths and it happened in the Why mid-80s. Why would they do that? Why would they name it the same thing? Okay, Infinite Crisis. Uh, because it was a reference to the previous one. Okay, so Infinite Crisis came later. Okay, so Crisis on Infinite Earths. It was another thing where, again, they drew, they slightly soft rebooted the universe. They decided this is canon. This isn't canon. This is the rules of the universe going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that is when Jason Todd's storyline changed. Uh, he, when he was first introduced, he was basically just like a carbon copy of Dick Grayson. Okay. <laughs> like he was, he was a color variant of Dick Grayson. He was like a redhead <laughs> instead of having black hair. And that was it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was like inverted colors. He was, he was, it was, it was, it's kind of hilarious. And then like crisis and infinite earths happened. And then all of a sudden he was a street kid and he had a personality and also was no longer ginger. Um, (laughs) You know, so that happens in the mid 1980s. Um, That's when DC moves towards uh, more gritty and like storylines with consequences, I'm going to say. Okay. All right. And then in uh, the early 2000s, there was Infinite Crisis, which was basically kind of reintroduced the concept of the multiverse. Because for a while, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, they didn't have the multiverse, but they did have Elseworld, uh, which is where like the really fun like one-shot stories kind of came from. But it wasn't quite considered part of the multiverse because they had a whole thing. It was a thing. It was confusing. I'm still parsing it out. I'm going to make a conspiracy board. I'm going to make a conspiracy board whenever I talk about this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Red yarn at all. Right. So uh, in Infinite Crisis, they reintroduced the concept of the multiverse. Um, they acknowledged the, they acknowledged canons that had stopped being canon with the various reboots. It was kind of a cool event. Like it was a cool event reading it in like the mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. All right, and then that that era following like Infinite Crisis is kind of con- is what is now called the pre New Fifty Two era, where a lot of a lot of things were I'm trying to think of how to word this. It's like it kind of was more laissez faire in terms of canon of if if you didn't have something that directly contradicted it and said, this isn't Canon, then it was Canon. And this is going all the way back to like material from like the forties. Okay. So, um, those are the comics that, uh, I grew up reading, not because they were coming out when I was started reading comics, but because my brain is different (laughs) and it physically hurt me to just jump in the middle of a storyline. So instead I would buy, uh, issue like I would buy volumes like graphic novels from mm-hmm. this era because they had the wonderful numbering system of number one this is number two 
Yes. So on and so forth. Yeah. And I didn't have to worry about like buying comic number 312 and just jumping into that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right. So pre-new 52 is kind of where a lot of my uh, comic familiarity comes from. And then in t- 2011, um, they had a storyline called Flashpoint. And it was a Flash storyline. It was the idea that he goes back and he changes the past and thus changes the future mm-hmm. or the present, however you want to consider time. It's a big ball of wibbly wobbly. Yes. Time <laughs> So Flashpoint happens. Um, it's a, it's like a whole year. It's like a whole, I think like six month or like a year long crossover event. Mm-hmm. Um, you might've heard of Flashpoint Batman. He's kind of one of like the breakout stars of it. If, if that exists, uh, he was, he was the idea that like, instead of Bruce Wayne surviving or instead of Bruce Wayne surviving like the deaths of his parents, uh, he was like child Bruce Wayne was shot in the alley and his dad grew what? up to be Batman. He became Batman. No, I did not know <laughs> about this. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Only instead of being like, you know, Batman, uh, the pro- like the deeply flawed, but mostly good hearted Batman that we know, like Dr. Thomas Wayne was just murdering people and he ran oh. like a casino to fund being Batman. My and he was just like, this is God. a garbage city and everyone deserves to die. So he was a villain. <laughs> yeah. In essence. In essence. There was a whole thing of like, you know, there was the regular Batman, our universe Batman and Flashpoint Batman, which is Thomas Wayne, like got stuck together. And it was this whole thing of like, you know, Bruce being like, you're not my real dad, but also, are you proud of me? Oh, and him God. just being like, why the hell are you Batman? Like, you didn't have a son that died. And he's like, I kind of have like six sons that have died, but you know, we're not going to mince words here. <laughs> Actually, I'm responsible for a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of child death in my life. I just like that there's like this thought that comics are basically a thought experiment. Like, what happened? What, what do you think would happen if we made his dad be Batman? And then we made them opposites on the morality. Um, and then uh, we just put them together. What would happen? <laughs> right. Let's write it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. They did. That's so funny. ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> it. It kind of is. It's it's great. And um, the... Uh, the Flash movie that's coming out, or may or may not still be coming out, I do not keep as relevant on the movie news. I don't either. Uh, is based on that storyline. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. So they're gonna, yeah. Okay, so they're gonna make, they're gonna try to make money off of it and probably present that storyline as well. Oh, they had uh, Michael Keaton came back as Batman, and so oh, uh, wow. the going theory is that he's going to be Thomas Wayne's Batman. I would like to see that. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that. Michael Keaton. I will watch that. Yeah. But also on the other end, I've got a lot of moral objections to Ezra Miller. Oh yeah. No, he's, he sucks. How do I do it? How do I, I guess I don't watch it. Yeah. I guess like you wait so you can get it from like a blockbusters. Exactly. I need it. Well, no. Yeah. I don't think I'd go to the, I forgot that he was the flesh. Mm-hmm. They. 
Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I didn't mean to misgender them. Um, I forgot that they were the Flash. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't, I can't change people. Like on one hand, Michael Keaton, Batman. But then on the other hand, Ezra Miller. It's, mm. I want to see it. I really want to see it. So, I'm but I don't, to, I'm not going to see it in theaters. I'm going to wait till it comes out something somewhere rentable. Yeah. I'm going to need to just have, I have to figure out how to not give them money and still watch it. I mean, if you have uh, HBO plus, they have the rights to like all the DC materials. Oh, I was going to get a free trial mm-hmm. and then watch it like that. Okay. <laughs> <Right? laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. Back to Wonder Woman, though. (laughs) Yes, back to Wonder Woman. So um, in 2011, they had the Flashpoint storyline, and that was like a big crossover event. It was rounding to a close. And the thing was, is that DC comic book sales were way, way down. Mm. Like, um, they were something like, I, I don't have the exact number, but I was reading an interview, and they were something like 30 to 40%. Uh, below where they had been last year, like in previous years. Yeah. That's yeah. awful. So like DC had this big problem of people weren't buying books. They weren't getting a lot of new readers, you know, there are many reasons for that. I have my pet theories of the fact that it's actually very difficult to get into comic books. Yeah. Cause they don't market easy entry points very well. Yeah. And uh, and I say this with all the love in my heart as a comic book fan, but comic book fans are very gatekeepy and are not very good at breaking down what's a good place to start for a new reader. Yeah. Like, it's very much like, oh, oh, you don't read Superman? Well, I just can't help you. Like, I just, you're just, you're beyond help. And it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't ask that. I asked where I could start. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> There's this like a s- snobby... Mm-hmm. mentality that comes with it it's very right. like when you discover a band and then they get famous and then someone's like hey don't you like that band like yeah i've liked them since their first album where were you <laughs> like, i'm not born like i don't know what to tell you like <laughs> comic books are so old yeah no it's, it's very much like oh like i want to start reading x-men it's like Oh, you haven't been reading it since the 60s? You fool. It's, a shame. You've it's gonna be real hard to catch up. Oh my god. I hate, <laughs> I hate, I hate it. <laughs> so there's and I do I personally do remember the new 52 because I was like a, a Tumblr mm-hmm. person. <laughs> Definitely on Tumblr a lot during that time. Yes. Um and I saw a lot of like conversations being had about the new 52 but at the time I wasn't necessarily like reading a whole lot of comics I was just like fascinated by the art so I just like keep up with stuff um and I saw a lot of people were unhappy with the new 52 and I was like well I guess I won't read that and uh, (laughs) that uh, new 52 was 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 a mixed blessing I'm just gonna go ahead and say um I 
almost exclusively refer to it as uh, the new 52 uh, NU as in new metal, because it, I feel <gasps> like that's, that's kind of what the comic book community new feels about metal. it. <laughs> that's perfect. That describes everything I need to know about the whole situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, the idea was, is they had this crossover event that was ending and because it specifically dealt with time travel and it dealt with characters being different than how we knew them, mm-hmm. um, the leadership of DC saw it as a really good opportunity to reboot the universe and to start basically give new readers a place to start. Like it was it, the entire new 52 event, like it wasn't an event. It was six, it was five years. That's not an event anymore. That's, that's just a line, you know, the entire yeah. concept behind the new 52 was that they were going to start at issue number one for 52 different comic books. So they were going to oh. cancel all of their runs. They're canceling okay. all their lines and they're going to start with issue number one. And there's going to be 52 comic books with issue number ones. And they're going to basically redo everything so that they could draw in new readers. Okay. And that get ex- those, those book sales up. That explains the number 52. I'm like, I don't know what 52 means in this context. It just says new 52 on the book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it, uh, it launched in September of 2011 and they didn't just re they didn't just restart like their part of what they were also doing is they're trying to expand their uh range of comic books Mm -hmm. so of course they have like the superheroes but there is a long proud history of all sorts of like different kinds of stories being told in comic book form like so like war stories and romances and all and like horror stories and sci-fi stories and so they were trying to in westerns oh god dc and their westerns we gotta do one (laughs) we do we should we should read a jonah hex okay i don't know anything about their westerns but my dad really like westerns so i will absolutely (laughs) read a western it's like it's it's the weirdest thing like out of all of the different things that they could have kept they really wanted the westerns to work (laughs) they were very like as far from everything i've read like the leadership of dc was very sad when they had to cancel the westerns it's not shocking in like the mid in the 2010s that people do not want to watch westerns yeah (laughs) so but like they had, they were going to start all over with 52 new runs. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and like they, they had a bunch of other stuff. Like one of the things is that they were not going to keep a run going if it dropped below like 20,000 readers. Oh. So like there was a lot of very rapid uh, cancellations, you know? Where like they would be uh, eight months into a run and then it, the book just wouldn't be popular anymore. And so they canceled it. Oh, God, that's such a bad way of doing it. <laughs> that just it seems was... like you would have really unhappy fan bases. So um, part of this is that they wanted to draw in new readers. So they, like I said, they had broader genres and all that. And they were trying to ex- experiment with what the young people like. Um Mind you, they did not have uh, a lot of diversity on their creative team. Mm-hmm. Why would they? Um, why would they? Uh, when New 52 launched, 
they had uh, all of DC, all of DC only had two female creators. They had one writer, uh, I believe Gail Simone and one artist, Amy Reader. We love to see it. Let me guess, are they both <laughs> white women? Yes. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to see. I'm going to look it up. You said. Uh, I know Gail Simone is actually kind of uh, famous in terms of comic book, like critique. Yeah, I know. Um, and she's done a lot of work on uh, Batgirls and Bird of Prey. Birds yes, of Prey. I have the Birds of Prey one. So I do. Know, yeah, they're both white. Um, it's not necessarily a knock on them being white. It's just we have. Oh, I have the Batgirl one, The Darkest Night. Oh, The dark, yeah. Darkest Reflection, uh, which is by Gail. It's not necessarily like, oh, boo. It's just another, it's just mm-hmm. another instance of like, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, that's all guys that we do have two women, um, mm-hmm. which is appalling considering how big all of DC is. And yeah. also we know or we can it can be safely assumed that it's not all white people who work at DC. So, yeah, no, like it's yeah. you know in this book you have Cliff Shang who amazing artist. Yeah, you know, but it, it's it's just the fact that like they didn't have a lot of diverse voices at that mm-hmm. particular time, mm-hmm. and so like I think that was part of the failure of like they were trying they were trying to. One of the critiques of DC as a company is that they're very slow in terms of including characters from different backgrounds, you know, yeah. like Marvel is much better at having characters of different ethnicities and characters from different cultures and different countries and different genders and different sexualities. Yeah. You know, Marvel's a lot better comparatively um, than DC because DC is very, I would say, socially conservative mm-hmm. in ter- when it comes to introductions like they were very uh very slow with in terms of like creating female characters in terms of creating characters that are not white in terms of creating characters that are not like cis and straight yeah <sighs> like it was it's they're very slow and part of that is i'm sure because like it took them a very long time to diversify their creative teams and so, like, they brought in other uh, female creators eventually into New 52, but, like, when they first launched it, they had two. They had one writer and one artist. Yeah. Yeah, and considering it's such a massive project, too, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ouch. Yeah. So, like I said, there were 52 books, and that was across all the genres, not just superhero books. Um, and out of those 52, I would say the new 52 Wonder Woman run is the most successful. Mm-hmm. And that's um, why we're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So a lot of drama before uh, even the release of the of the volumes and the issues. So when deciding to choose this book, you had mentioned that you read this like issue by issue, right? Mm-hmm. So how was that? Experience? I did. Um, well, usually we do like first impressions, but 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I was a child when I first read this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I was a longtime Wonder Woman fan. She was one of the hero, the heroes that I started with. Mm-hmm. Um, like before I hyper fixated on, uh, the bat family, I hyper fixated on Wonder Woman. <laughs> and so, um, I had a lot of familiarity with her canon. And here's the thing is that Wonder Woman historically is not a successful book from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's, she's a character that is there but she isn't really uh, people's favorites and her, like her runs, like her books themselves where she's the main character don't do well. And that is for multiple reasons. So like reading this was like, it was a phenomenal book because it was, it's dramatic. Mm-hmm. I love, I love drama. <laughs> I am the drama, <laughs> you know, I it's dramatic. Drama. Mm-hmm it's dramatic the artwork is beautiful and it was um it's probably the most humanizing wonder woman like i've ever read okay so what did you think what's your first Uh, impressions i um liked it a lot i did not read wonder woman i would say like at all um Mm -hmm. yeah no at all i think this is the first like one that i've read that she's the main character um -hmm. I've had experience with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, like in the TV show because she was in Justice League. Yeah. And then uh, I know the old TV show, um, <laughs> and then I liked uh, what is I forgot the lady's name, but the like the old timey Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Thank you, Linda Carter. I have like her whole, like a, the whole sequence is in my brain, but I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. yeah oh, so, she's wonderful. Yeah. So I, like, I knew of that. And then I liked like the new Wonder Womans that came out, the movies. Mm-hmm. I thought I really enjoyed them. Um, so yeah, I was just like really excited. And then when we met, you like knew a lot about Wonder Woman. I was like, oh my God, so cool. Hopefully I'll learn something. <laughs> um, and then I, in, in college, I did learn a little bit about her. I knew that there was a book that had came out probably like in 2014 that was like dedicated to her. And I was like, I always wanted to read it and I never read it. Um, but I'm happy that I got to read what sounds like the better books of hers. Um, Cause it was really like, oh damn. Like, I didn't know that happened <laughs> like to her mom. Um, and when I read it, I was like, did that actually happen? Like, did I read this wrong? Am I too tired to be reading right now? What's mm-hmm. going on? um yeah it's really like tragic and this is again we read the first volume of it so I'm excited we're going to be talking yeah, we about... read issues one through six yeah so um it ended kind of like in a cliffhanger so I'm like oh my god what happens next I need to go get the other book because I can't I'm impatient um <laughs> but I did like the character design I thought it was like unique um I liked it. First impressions would read again, would purchase the book. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm really <laughs> yeah. glad. Like, Good. I loved this one. Um, 
All right. So for the list of creatives on uh, Wonder Woman, the new 52 volume one, it's blood, right? Or is it guts? Blood. It's blood. Blood. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Volume one, blood um, published from from November of 2011 through to April of 2012. Uh, full list of creatives. It was written by Brian Azzarello, uh, main artist. The primary artist was Cliff Shang. Um, there are a couple issues with Tony Akins and Dan Green working as the artist. Uh, colorist Matthew Wilson, letters by Jared K. Fletcher, um, edited by Matt Idelson and associate editor Chris Conroy. And this was the, the kickoff to what eventually became a three-year saga of the Brian Azarello Cliff Shang uh, run on the New 52 Wonder Woman. Like the, the entire, this entire storyline uh, with Zeus uh, lasted 35 issues. That's a long time, right? For it is, it's three years. It is three yeah. years in publishing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm guessing it had a, a good reception um yeah by fans and also i don't want to say box office but uh monetarily yeah <laughs> the word <laughs> yeah no this was um i personally uh read three and a half lines uh three and a half like books during the new 52 i read teen titans mm-hmm. which was a hot mess, but it was my hot mess. Okay. Like it holds a special place in my heart, but that doesn't mean it was good. Okay. Um, uh, I read World's Finest up until um, Huntress. They replaced Huntress and Power Girl with Earth 2, Batman and Superman. So I read like roughly three years worth of World's Finest. I read Wonder Woman. And then I read about four issues of Superboy before I decided like he's boring and stupid. Mm-hmm. No, I probably thought exactly in those terms. I was like 14. It probably so. still holds true. I didn't read any of those. Yeah. <laughs> I trust your judgment. So, so out of like the 52 different comic book lines that they ran during the new 52, uh, I read four. And so this one was, I would say the best. And um the least frustrating in terms of like the rebooting of Canon. <laughs> okay. So in what ways is this Canon different from like her original, like what is the original origin story for wonder woman? Okay. That's a very long answer. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, OG Wonder Woman came out in, I believe, 1940. She was created by a psychologist professor. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. Hold on. Give me a tick. He's in this book because they give the original creator credits. William Moulton Marston. William Moulton Marston, who, if you do not know, um, was in kind of a... He and his wife shared a lover. Like, like he was very happy relationship. And then they had a third okay. in their relationship. Um, and original Wonder Woman uh, ran 
Like he was the, he was the main creative in charge of Wonder Woman for seven years until he died. And then after that, um, the new people that took over uh, were not able to keep up the popularity. And then eventually she kind of faded. Right. Uh, and her, that run of Wonder Woman was incredibly uh, kinky. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it's, you know, she comes from Themyscira, Paradise Island, Island of Women. Mm-hmm. And these were not celibate women. Okay. So uh, in 1940s, there was like the basically lesbian island. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, her, if you didn't know, her bracelets are called, are officially called uh, the bracelets of submission. Ah. And the idea is, is that if you can lock an Amazon's like wrist together, like connecting her bracelets, then she loses her power. Right. It's very BDSM. Right. Um, there are stories where she mentions how um, there are, uh, the Amazons participate in hunts of each other where, um, hunts, hunts, hunts for each other, where, um, the girl that is caught gets, uh, eaten sexually. (laughs) I'm pretty sure like it's, it's, they don't clarify, but they're not cannibals. So I'm going to leave it to you to decide. Okay. You know, a lot of her, um, early bad guys, um, a, they were females, a lot of females, like a lot of women. And then a lot of them dealt with um, kind of a lot of themes of like healthy submission versus toxic submission. Okay. And so like she was physically fighting the patriarchy because like she came to man's world to fix man's problems. And part of man's problems is toxic masculinity. Hey. Is this whole idea that it's like, you're not like, it's, there's nothing wrong with hierarchies. You know, like there was hierarchies should not be based on gender you know it's based on roles in a relationship and there's mm-hmm. nothing necessarily wrong with those kind of power dynamics but you need to be like a loving master instead of like you know taking it as your right okay so it's, like like I said it was very kinky early consent uh okay yeah it was early consent so like uh, one of her early bad guys um was a baroness german baroness who would hypnotize uh women and basically uh, brainwash them. And so at one point, Wonder Woman uh, frees a bunch of like her slaves mm-hmm. and they don't know how to readjust to freedom. And so um, like she takes them to, to Themyscira um, to be looked after by Amazons in essence. Okay. Like, and if they, if they decide to reassert their dominance then that's fine, but if they just want to live the rest of their life, like as like, like submissive women. women, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. Early Wonder Woman was wild. She, it's all like sexy. So I'm, I'm looking them up and one of the covers mm-hmm. is like her tied up against another person. And of course, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And a bunch well, of women her- behind her. So her main weapon is the lasso of truth. And it was a lot of themes of like, uh, there's a lot of bondage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of bondage. It was very, it would, yep. She gets tied up a lot. She ties people up a lot. There's this whole thing where like, um, a lot of early wonder woman is her reforming her bad guys. 
Oh, you know, and so at one point, <laughs> rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah, she rehabilitates her bad guys, but part of that is by asserting her own dominance over them. Like I said, it's very yeah. dominant submission. You know, so like at one point, um, she catches the Baroness and like she fights her, she beats her, and then she finds out like the Baroness has a daughter that's being kept by the Nazis because this is during World War II. Right. So she goes and rescues the daughter, and then the, she takes the them to Paradise Island. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Paradise Island sounds like a good time. Um, <laughs> yes. Like yeah, so you're like confused. Uh, uh, just go to this like paradise. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> go to. <laughs> go to kinky lesbian island. Go to go to sexy island where you get to hunt each other and eat each other up yep interesting yeah it's it's crazy and wild and then like as soon as uh marston died that went away (laughs) (laughs) chris like we cannot it can't keep being this Like the moment this this man is not cold in the ground before they take this the kink away. They're like, okay, no, <laughs> this guy, good concept. We're changing it though. <laughs> yeah, and so um, Wonder Woman's origin is the the story of she was made of clay because okay. like she is, um, she is like the one daughter born to an island of immortal women. And so it's this whole thing of like, she was formed and then her mother cried and there was a lightning storm and the gods took pity on her tears and she woke up to an infant. Okay. So Wonder Woman was the one child on the island. Um, Donna Troy, her sister is actually a magical mirror clone created by the island sorceress to be a playmate. It's a thing. Okay. I know a lot about this. I didn't know anything about this. Okay. Yeah, it's that's like the the made of clay is pretty much like the the main for a majority of Wonder Woman's history. That is where she came from. Um, There's different versions of Paradise Island. There's different versions of why she leaves Themyscira. Mm -hmm. There's different versions of the Amazon uh, Amazons. At one point, uh, the origin story for the Amazons is that they were all uh, women who had been brutalized and murdered who were given a second chance at life in very strong bodies that where no man could ever hurt them again. And so it was, there was. <laughs> wow. It's gone through its uh, yeah. history, I guess. Yeah. That was, that was a, one version of the Amazons at a certain point that lasted for a very long time. And uh, there were different periods where it's like, they felt where they felt pity for men or where they just outright hated them and thought they were animals. Um, in the well, early 2000s, there was a storyline called Amazon's Attack when they invaded America and just slaughtered every boy child they ran across. <laughs> it was a time. Well, it was, yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of badass. <laughs> Right? Awful. They're going to liberate women across the world from men folk. Well, so um, rebirth era, modern Amazons are slightly less intense, Mm -hmm. 
but only slightly, like still men are not allowed on their island. Um, but they do uh, recognize that trans women are women. There you go. Yeah, there's a there's a whole storyline in Rebirth where um, for the first time in a long time, uh, again, they, I think they went back to the idea that Amazons are uh, born of the souls of uh, brutalized and murdered women. <laughs> Okay, but for well. like the first time in a long time, like four new Amazons are like are born, and uh, one of them is a transgender woman. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yes. Right. Okay. So, and up until this, the new fifty-two, it was she was made of clay, and is this mm-hmm. the first like set that introduces the fact that she was not made of clay? Yeah. This, okay. This really is kind of um, in a lot of interviews. Brian Azzarello and Cliff Shang have made it very clear that like they wanted to redefine Wonder Woman, and so they broke they this in like I would say this entire run is them breaking her down so they can build her up into something new. Mm-hmm. And so they start off with this acknowledgement of what we understood to be canon, you know, like the story of her born of clay, the fact that like she is an outsider on her own like island because like she's always wonder woman as a character has always been an outsider originally it was because she chose to leave the island to serve as like an emissary to the the world of man Mm -hmm. and like there's kind of this history of her being considered slightly tainted for that knowledge okay yeah it's weird it's it's its own thing okay you know And so like her being an outsider, her like existence as Wonder Woman and like the origin story of like made of clay, that was them like nodding to canon and then breaking it, which Mm -hmm. is kind of great. Yeah. You know, like if you had to do it, that's the way you do it, I think. Yeah. You know, it's a, I kind of love how they did it because like. There's something really beautiful about like, but I thought I was made of clay. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Who's made of clay? <laughs> yes, there is a point in. Um... Of course you're not made of clay. Right, right, exactly. Like that's not how that works. Um, so as we've hinted, this kind of this one through six um, explain that she's not made of clay. <laughs> she's actually zeus's daughter yeah um and so we get introduced to someone Mm oh sorry we get introduced to a character who's like under attack i forgot her name her name is zola zola she's this blonde lady um and it's it's revealed that she's pregnant with zeus's child because he is trifling and is still (laughs) cheating on on his wife mm-hmm. Hera right um yep. for he's never gonna stop I don't know she, yeah. he's never gonna stop <laughs> yeah so this book opens and Zeus has gone missing yes he has gone missing all of the heavens are a flutter because there's a power vacuum left by his absence mm-hmm. and so um we are introduced first to Apollo and how they designed the gods was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Apollo looks like a, a burnt husk. 
He looks like a piece of jerkle with a face. He does look like a piece. Yeah. And glowing red eyes. <laughs> yeah. So like we're introduced to Apollo and he is creating his own oracles by sacrificing young women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to question them about like, where did Zeus go and what's going to happen? All right. So we immediately set up that there's going to be a power struggle. Love that. We then flash to Virginia where Zola, newly pregnant Zola, um, is about to be murdered by her own horses who have been turned turned into into fucking warriors. She was crazy. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's let's talk about it because. Okay. What the fuck? Okay, 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 okay. So you start off with Apollo, like it's not a good situation, and then you get Hera, she's like all decked out in like peacock feathers, which is like badass bitch move. Um, mm-hmm. and then she beheads the horses and a body grows out of it. It's not just like they appear and there's warriors, he she murders the horses, which <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay with. <laughs> It's gruesome. It is gruesome. And then, well, yeah, I just always feel bad when they kill horses, really animals. Mm-hmm. But it is a really cool, it looks like the uh, Night of the Living Dead when the arm comes out, right? I think that's yeah. the movie, the arm comes out. and Oh, like, yeah, of the ground. like From yeah. the ground. It's like, it looks just like that, but it's coming out of like a, a horse's horse. neck. <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah. So yeah, that was crazy. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, then they're starting to attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get yeah. introduced to Hermes, literal Birdman Hermes. Yeah, he looks like a bird. <laughs> he <laughs> he does. Like he talons. Yeah, he's got talons. He's got like black eyes. He's blue for some reason. He's a Birdman, but he's dressed like a World War One soldier. Yes, he has feathered hair, mm-hmm. like feathers as hair. Yeah. Um, and then they flash into she has like a key. I don't know where this key came from. Um, um it's he has a Hermes, the mythological character, has a um a staff that ostensibly lets him travel between anywhere, lets him travel anywhere, including the underground. So I think the way that they explain it in this is it's like a teleportation. Oh so okay. he gives her the staff yeah. as a key and, and she goes. She pops out of it. She goes like where yep. uh, Wonder Woman's at. She gets choked out because she like wakes up Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, it's Wonder Woman is just minding her own business in her own damn apartment, sleeping in the buff because it's her own house. Yes. <laughs> and there's a random woman there. Also, the, can we talk about the scale of her? How big yes. she is? Yeah. She's huge. She's like twice the size of Zola. <laughs> I love it. So even... If- yeah, there's one where she's like getting ready and it looks like Zola's like at her hip. Yeah. In this, in this one. And she's like, like putting on her gauntlets. <laughs> Badass. Um mm-hmm. yeah, and then they get transported back, and then there's like a, a cool fight scene that happens, and um Hermes is like kind of dramatic. He's like, I'm gonna die. And she's like, You literally yes. cannot, like, you can't, you're you're a god. It's not gonna happen for you. Um, I think he's like, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like, 
Get right? your ass over like, here. Like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we see that Apollo sacrifices those women for his vision or whatever. He burns them to a crisp. Yeah. So it does. The blood is a very apt title, I think. Um. Because there's a lot of death in the first issue, I would say. <laughs> Just a lot of death in this entire volume. Yes. Um, yeah. And you read it as a kid. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it introduces more. It introduces like children of Zeus. Right. And like mm-hmm. her name is tarnish what is her name the like gray oh. one the, the gray the one in the bandage dress yeah that is spite spite or no maybe not spite it might be stri- strife strife that's what it is strife i don't know it was bad whatever her name was it meant like something bad yeah <laughs> um she is the child of uh hera and zeus oh so uh, within kid. Yeah, so within Greek mythology, uh, Greek Greco-Roman mythology, because they kind of got mashed together, mm-hmm. um, Ares is canonically their child, and then depending on who you read, there's a couple others, but they're all bad. Like it's all like it's this idea that they're supposed to be like the king and queen of the gods, and she's literally the goddess of marriage, and yet the children of her union with her husband are war and strife. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a big old middle finger to Hera. Is Apollo their kid too, or is Apollo- no? Uh, Apollo is a uh, is the child of Zeus and Leto. Okay, he is twin to Artemis, who is not introduced in this first volume, but she gets introduced later. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, so you get like introductions to these um, gods in mm-hmm. essence, and um, you get a retelling of like how Wonder Woman was quote unquote born which is like the mm-hmm. whole story of her being made of clay and you get this badass like cutaway scene where she like is fighting another amazonian because like what else do amazonians do nothing they fight yeah. each other um because i yeah. look, if you're good at something you're gonna keep doing it and they're good at freaking ass um, yeah is that like they have it's this um she's got an expectant mother who Hera is trying to slaughter and she's got a wounded god and so she takes them to her home because she's like the amazons will can help and it's just immediately yeah. set up that these are very brutal Amazons. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. I love <laughs> right. it. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, well, like the whispering in the jungle of like, he's got a musk. Uh, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I think it just, they just, <laughs> they just perked up. Like they were just living their lives. And then they looked up and said, there's a man on this Island. Yes. And they were like, ew, you're defiling the Island with your yeah. stench. <laughs> and she's like, chill out. He's literally a God. And they're like, mm, still a man. He ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he should die elsewhere. Yeah. So, uh, her mom, Queen Hippolyta. Uh, Hippolyta. Okay, she um, is like, hey, what's up? And then I think like Hippolyta, because as it becomes revealed that she had an affair with Zeus, is like, oh my God, what do you mean she's pregnant with Zeus's kid? Like, you brought her here? That's like not a good thing. 
because nobody knows that you're born from Zeus uh, or mm-hmm. from me, but you know, your daddy is Zeus. Yeah. Um, no one knows you have a baby daddy. Everyone thinks that like, I am a master potter. <laughs> I had the perfect plan, Diana. And you ruined it by being a good person. <laughs> but it's like brewing up. Uh, and then there's this, a, there's big fi- there's a big fight because Strife like comes in and she like confuses the Amazonians, um, and she makes yeah. them fight each other, which is yeah like badass. Like that's a really good strategy. It's just really sad because they kill each other, <laughs> right? um she's just over here enjoying the chaos like she's a shit starter she's like <laughs> lol look how stupid you guys are right and she's just like well i didn't attack first yeah exactly what got the energy of like i'm not touching you oh my god she is that personified <laughs> um yeah and you know so that ends a, a little section and then they they discover that it's strife's fault strife's fault and then they have to do is it a, a viking funeral when they burn the bodies um so they call it a viking's funeral but it's it's used in a lot of different cultures including ancient greek culture um oh, okay. it's they make a funeral pyre to to honor the individual so they make funeral pyres to honor the amazons who fell in battle <laughs> Yeah. So it fell they, to friendly fire. Yeah, they were. do that. And it's a lot of bodies. One, two, three, four, like four of those full of bodies, <laughs> I guess. Also, Strife's a punk ass. She's just huge. She's just big. And <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I should make myself little. And she does. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and she she just reveals it. Because again, like Strife is a shit starter. She's here to cause trouble. And she's like, I'm here for my little sibling. And she's like, Zola's barely pregnant. I meant you. In full view of everyone. Yeah, and just like airs out the dirty laundry. And then we get this sexy scene. Oh no, we get this like, no, yeah, it is sexy. This like, ooh, <laughs> her sexy. and like, uh, what's her name? Hippolyta? Lada? Hippolyta? Hippolyta. She, um, they're like fighting and like her and Zeus are fighting because he lands there and they're like, ooh, you're tough. And she's like, ooh, you're tough. And then they like hook up uh and then she gets pregnant and that's that's how wonder woman becomes comes to life uh so but i don't get it so was she not like how did she hide nine months of pregnancy or do they just um i think that's kind of hand waved away (laughs) they're like got it got it (laughs) Yeah, that gets yada yada and it kind of, it gets revealed that it's this whole conspiracy among like kind of the queen's guard and her of like there, she, she got pregnant, she slept with Zeus, she got super duper pregnant and she kind of had like this, oh shit, like Hera's going to come, she's going to hurt the baby. Yeah. And so they come up with this whole story of being like, well, what if you weren't pregnant? Like, what if you just, for whatever reason, just held a bunch of like bags in front of your stomach for nine months? <laughs> the, you know? the TV trick, the actress, right? Part. She's like, "Let me move this ficus." Sitting, a lot of sitting shots. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's what I imagine happened. But so, like, a bunch of Amazons, a bunch of older Amazons are in on it, and they make up the story of like, oh. Well, the gods blessed her with a with a pottery barn baby. 
pottery barn i'm here for the jokes um yes. i think you know <laughs> there's a lot of good art and cool scenes and like action scenes but i think my favorite little panel in the whole six issue series is um diana's being like melodramatic <laughs> i don't know if she's being melodramatic maybe that's not uh-huh. super empathetic but she's like really upset and she says if my life is a lie can it be worse than death and Strive hits her with the absolutely. <laughs> I laugh so hard at it. <laughs> no, Strive is great. Like uh, she grows on you. She's a reoccurring character throughout this entire run. Ah, uh, I she love just, it. She's just like the she's the audience. They're like, yeah, absolutely, it could be worse than this. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people get lied to, and they are fine. <laughs> yeah, or mostly fine. Um, yeah, and then you know, there's like a little fight, and then Diana's like. Don't call me Clay again. Uh, I'm out. Oh, and then okay. Leaves. So one of the things that gets set up is that she is an outsider among her own people. Yes. And it's this weird thing of like, on one hand, she is considered the best of the Amazons. Like at one point, Hermes describes her as like the perfect Amazon because she's not born of male seed. Yes. Ew, gross. There's <laughs> <laughs> a disgusting way of saying it, yeah. I agree. (laughs) You know, so she's the perfect Amazon. She is physically uh, stronger and faster and um, mightier than her other Amazon, like her Amazonian sisters. And so there's kind of this undercurrent of like resentment and jealousy, Mm -hmm. but like they, they put it aside because they, it's, she's their princess. It's whatever. And then this fight happens because strife ostensibly wants to see her. And a bunch of Amazons die. And so there's a bunch of rumbling of discontent uh, among like the younger generation of Amazons. Uh, you learn later that the redheaded one who she fights and who is kind of the ringleader of the trouble uh, was her childhood bully. Oh, God. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Very much you know, bully energy. Yeah. And so like they call her clay behind her back to dehumanize her yeah and so she just kind of has this moment of like fuck you fuck this place don't ever call me clay again yeah she's like i'm like i'm gonna leave and i'm never gonna come back again it's not necessarily established like how old or young she is here um but that that felt very like you're not my mom (laughs) like you're not my real dad (laughs) energy (laughs) she's like i'm over all of you um and in some fairness you're all bitches and you deserve each other fuck you guys i'm out get your ass over here zola (laughs) right we're leaving armies get your stuff i'm turning this car around right right Um, so yeah that happens and then you know we see diana um living her life like she's just like i'm over it oh no we see actually we see we get we get an entire issue of her just being broody and like going to a concert because she's like i don't have a family i just wear leather and i'm alone i love that she was like in a punk scene uh i'm here for it really what this uh like issue establishes is like what happens to her mom which i thought was sad Mm -hmm. but the diana plot point was really funny she stabs strife with a broken like vase not vase excuse me a broken wine glass i guess yeah like she breaks a bottle and just imagine being at the concert and seeing that what the fuck is going on over there (laughs) right and then also ermes is dressed 
ridiculously he's in a poncho black sunglasses <laughs> but those like coach sunglasses you know and then yeah. um like a beanie a beanie a weird beanie with a, a front cap yeah uh, <laughs> yes it's you know one of these things is not like the other <laughs> yes like wonder woman strife and even zola look like they belong in the punk scene and then they brought their weird cousin yeah he looks like he would be playing like hacky sack at like venice beach that's his outfit (laughs) yeah Um, we also uh get introduced to sad old white man war oh god yeah he's yes yeah, they just basically just, just establish that he's not going to be a part of it, right? Like, he's like, I'm not, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, because Apollo is trying to consolidate power, because yeah. Apollo wants to make a push to take the throne. Right. And so he's going to his father's other children and being like, side with me. And War is just like, I'm old, I just want to drink, and this war-torn, in war-torn Darfur. <laughs> yes. <sighs> He's like, have fun with your machinations. I'm not going to be part of it. He's like, man, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to fight. I don't care. Let me yeah, he- be my person over here. Leave me he's alone. In like a, he's in like a Panama suit. Like he's... Yeah, he is in a... <laughs> Miami Vice. Yeah. Three years later. Yeah. It's, a, it's great. It's, he's got bloody feet and no eyes yeah so yeah yeah they established that uh and then we see well and now like the cat's out of the bag so uh Hera knows that Hera comes for her revenge she does come for her revenge x amount of years later because <sighs> well she didn't know she'd been slighted that's true um and lied to and there's this like very powerful scene where um wonder woman's mom is like i'm sorry like i'm really sorry <laughs> like i can't change it but i want to protect my child so that's why i did what i did and her mm-hmm. hair is like how could you do this to another woman blah blah blah, blah. it's like hera your husband sucks also yeah in, in tandem they both did something terrible <laughs> well she can't blame zeus zeus has disappeared <laughs> right also is she naked yes okay um so when she's in her peacock coat she's naked oh a choice um so they're insinuating that she's gonna get beheaded she doesn't behead her um yeah yeah it's a really emotional like uh moment yeah the way it's drawn and the there's not a whole there's like a lot of dialogue then like no dialogue and just like action panels and then it cuts away back to uh zola and diana just mm-hmm. like having a conversation and zola's like i don't really have a home and then it's over here like i thought i had a home but i don't whatever right. um and then she feels bad and she's like i'm gonna go back home <laughs> and what she sees is her mom did she, she turn she, all she... the amazons to snakes um or these yes. just random snakes <gasps> so she destroys the amazons oh, holy shit all of them all of them oh my god yeah 
Um, I guess some background to that, um, kind of at various times within canon, uh, it is made explicitly clear that Wonder Woman's faith is very important to her, but this is pre-New 52. Like Wonder Woman's faith is very important to her. Um, the Amazons worship like the Greek gods, but specifically the female gods. Um, mm-hmm. they have, they have, um, various events to celebrate Artemis and Athena and Hera and all of these gods. And so I think the idea was, is that this was not just like a, a betrayal of like, you slept with a married man. This was also a betrayal on the level of like, you were one of my people. Mm-hmm. Like the Amazons are specifically like Hera is, is one of like the patron goddesses of the, the Amazons. And this was their queen, someone who has prayed to Hera, like her entire life, who ultimately betrayed her. And so it gets this very personal thing. And so uh, her punishment to the Amazons is she turns them all into snakes. Damn. <laughs> That's pretty cold-blooded. That's pretty baller. It's very sad, though. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why they had that entire like conversation, like where, um, you know, like she's like, forgive me. And she's holding like Kara's holding the ax above Hippolyta's head and she can't do it. She can't make it. But also at the same time, she cannot forgive her. Yeah. And so she can't kill her outright. She can't forgive her. Wow. I did not realize until this moment that she turned all of them into snakes. Uh (laughs) I got the fact because she gets turned to like a statue basically or like made of stone. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's something there about Medusa and made of stone and their snakes and all that. Um, but it's really sad. Like her expression is like, you know. Um, yeah, because yeah. she ran. She basically had a temper tantrum. Diana had like Diana had a temper tantrum. She ran off. She said, I don't have a family. <laughs> you know, and this whole thing. And she like went to a punk show and she had Strife who was ultimately talking about family like in her own messed up way and then she talked to Zola who was also talking about family and what that and what the absence of having a family meant to her mm-hmm. you know she dealt with these two people who have who come from very messed up backgrounds and she kind of like has this realization that like oh well you know like it was fucked up but my mom loves me and so she went to go back home and make up and be like I'm sorry but I like slammed the door mom yeah your mother is stone yeah so that's like the um yeah that was sad (laughs) when i read that i was like oh so that was the emotional uh crux of the first volume and it Mm helps to give like diana her motivation for the rest of the story that makes sense yep so moving on to issue number five which was so fucking confusing like i didn't realize how confusing this was until i reread it it was confusing right with like Poseidon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's weird um so this is also the first one where we don't have Cliff Shang illustrating. Instead, we've switched to it's Tony Akins. Very obvious that it's yes. a different artist, and it's not obvious until you see Wonder Woman. It's like, mm-hmm. like it's there, but it's not. I don't know. I was like watching. I was not watching. Excuse me. I was reading it, and I was like, her face looks different. 
Yeah. And then I was looking at it and then I looked at the other one and I was like, why does it look so different? This is a different person. And I never thought to like go to the front and realize that, you know, and like read <laughs> that it was a different mm-hmm. person. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah. It's like a weird decision. I went on a whole rabbit hole today during my various times waiting. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out why they switched artists because they didn't switch switch artists. Like Tony Akins doesn't stay on cliff. Shang comes back. Was it just like a scheduling thing? Cause that was like my first, um, that's my going theory. Like, so I couldn't find an exact reason it, someone might've mentioned it somewhere, but I could not find it in the time that I had. Mm-hmm. And so my theory is that, uh, one of the One of the complaints with the new 52 is that it was an editing nightmare. Oh, and this isn't like a fan complaint. Like this is like the creators complaining about this of it was just like an editing nightmare. They had a bunch of really tight deadlines. There wasn't a lot of direction given. Um, It was really hard. Like they had editors who of varying skill, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, one guy, one guy complained like, he would um okay i don't know what run this was for it was an anonymous source like it was uh <laughs> i read someone went through and they basically like they interviewed a bunch of like dc creatives behind the new 52 mm-hmm. like to create like an oral history retrospective right yeah, yeah that's and cool and so it, this was an anonymous source because they're like they did not want to be named because they were it was not flattering what they had to say about the new 52 uh creative process mm-hmm but basically this writer, um, the, the, the artist would draw the panel and they would like, he, like, I assume he, because there were very few women involved. So I'm just going to use the blanket. He, Mm -hmm. he, like he and the artist collaborated on what the story would be. The artist drew the panel and then, um, the editor would go in and, um, would reorganize it and demand a different story. Like he would re- reorganize all the pages and demand oh, a different story. And so the no. writer had to figure it out from like, a from a collection of images that was not in the order and the storyline that he and the artist had discussed. Uh, <laughs> that's infuriating. Yeah. So like the new 52, uh, from a standpoint of like the people actually creating the books, was a was a nightmare of like really really tight and harsh deadlines um and so the theory that i have is that uh for whatever reason uh cliff shang couldn't illustrate like these two books Mm -hmm. like these two issues yeah because he still drew the comics he still drew the covers like this is still him doing the cover but the piece in but the art inside is tony Aiken. And so like something might've happened. Maybe he got sick. Maybe like he had a life event, you know, um, Jim Lee, who was an artist, I, yeah. I believe an artist at that time, like had a baby in the middle of like the first year of new 52 and that yeah. messed with his schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like like it was just, it was wild and a very tense and, um, from what I can tell, slightly hostile environment, the entire new 52 run. It seems like it. Jeez. Yeah. So for whatever reason, uh, the art style changes and uh, Tony Aiken is fine. 
yeah it's just different it's not a bad art style or anything like that I think there's parts of it where like he he doesn't draw Wonder Woman well yeah he was mirroring like what he was you know it was before because like I don't know if you get if I was an artist and I got put um in the middle of something like you have to take over <laughs> like oh shit like I'm gonna try as hard as I can to make it look like the other artist mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to try that for Wonder Woman because her face just looks so different from what we were reading yeah like she goes from like a very I would say robust and strong like yeah. warrior woman to like like dainty like linda carter dainty yeah yeah and then like yeah yes her stature is also not as like towering anymore Mm -hmm. she's still pretty big but not really like her outfit is different like all these little things that yeah just don't she's not like what we have been reading yeah like she's not muscle meaty anymore like she's got slender arms Mm -hmm. it's just like she overall like becomes a lot daintier looking outwardly yeah yeah and then they did like the blue hair thing again yeah um you're never gonna escape that that's just how it is (laughs) yeah i mean it's a way to do highlight on black i get that um but yeah Mm -hmm. there is like a clear difference between the way the first issues of these were drawn Mm -hmm. um and how the women were drawn there versus how they're drawn on the last two ones yeah Um, but yeah and this this part was honestly bizarre i just feel like they just added this storyline i don't understand it doesn't carry the same weight as the rest of it they're basically just plotting against the gods um It, it was a weird jump like we had this very emotional cliffhanger that we were left on of like Wonder Woman embracing her mother who is now made of stone. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after we're just having breakfast in London mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything, everyone's fine. No one's distraught. We're just having breakfast. <laughs> yeah. There's no closure for that. Like for the audience for that. It's just like, she's there now. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, th- the Scooby-Doo gang, which is Zola yeah. herself and uh, Ermi's um and they're fighting like a monster it looks like a monster it's poseidon but poseidon's a big fish whale walrus thing he's a he's a he's a multi-fish he's a fusion he's a (laughs) multi-fish to meet all your multi-needs um yeah it's it's so crazy. I don't know. The, it lost me. Yeah. That's why I think it's bonkers. I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. They introduced this other dude who is Lennox. Okay. So they're having they're having breakfast. They're discussing what they do now. And then just a random uh giant British man sits down at their table, takes a beer, and is like, So we're plotting against the gods, eh? <laughs> He's like, also, I'm your half-brother. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happens <laughs> i don't think it's an exaggeration at all um so yeah they plot against them that's basically all that happens in that issue right am i tripping I yeah is it's like they're they have some sort of plot that they're doing with the gods and so wonder woman goes to meet poseidon and there's like i don't know a whole thing 
I don't know. Like she goes to meet Poseidon. Poseidon shows up and is just mildly offended that like one of Zeus's children wants to talk to him. Oh yeah. He's like, oh, what a bother. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, like, I'm, just, I'm not here for this. And then meanwhile, Lennox again borrows uh Hermes staff to go talk to Hades in the underworld. And uh if Poseidon is a multi-fish, then Hades is like a, a sickly Victorian child. Child, yeah, right? He's like a kid. Okay, I thought I was like, I was like, wait a second, is he little? He's a child in armor with a bunch of melted candles on his face. <laughs> I I don't get it, but it looks kind of cool. And it works for the story, I guess, that they built, but I don't understand. Um, so basically the plot against them is that they're like, Hera wants to take over the, the, she wants to take over the throne, like the throne of heaven. And that's what they tell both of them, right? They tell Hades and they tell, um, Poseidon that. And then it's like, she is, she is at no point in the story has she shown any desire for that. Like she's been pretty focused on like avenging her honor against her husband's mistresses she has not been focused on like where did zeus go yeah but i guess the idea is that they're so disconnected from each other that they wouldn't know what they were up to mm-hmm. um and then yeah that's the whole issue <laughs> that's the yeah. whole thing and then we go to six, it is and this is a really cool it's filler yeah there's a really cool uh cover where she's like inside of like service service service's mouth and this one's drawn by um, uh-huh. Cliff. Uh, and it looks fucking sick. And then we get back yeah. into Atkins. Yep, Tony yeah. Akins and Dan Green. Yeah. And Tony um, Akins, I believe, did the one of them. Sorry. Uh, Tony Akins did the penciling, and uh, Dan Green helped Tony Akins with the uh, ink, inking. Oh, cool. Um, Pencil and inking. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we see we have these like what are they called? The half horse people. Are oh uh, centaurs. The centaurs are are walking around. Yeah, the centaurs come back. They're attacking Zola. Um, I don't. She's fighting think, the tentacle man. I. Yep, she's fighting Poseidon because Poseidon is just. I don't even know offended. why he's fighting her. He, she's like, oh yeah, that's what she wants to do, and he's like, what? Mm-hmm. Let me beat you up. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's this whole thing. Like, it's the reason Lennox is talking to Hades and she's talking to Poseidon is they're trying to basically, um, they're trying to throw Hera under the bus. Yeah. That's the plan. Spoiler alert. That is the plan. They're trying to throw Hera under the bus because Wonder Woman now has a vendetta against Hera. Yeah. And so they're doing this by like setting her up to be in conflict with the, with the two other great gods of like the Greek uh, pantheon. Yeah. You know, who both have a vested interest in trying to take over heaven. Right. So she sets her up. They're like, Mm -hmm. now that we have three of us, or now that we yeah. have the three of you in the same spot, let's do like this ritual. And they break off a candle, which wouldn't that be painful? They break off a, can- a candle off of Hades's head. Right. And it create it causes a, a ritual? I am very... Like, I don't... Um, 
So I am very unclear as to what happened, but from what I understand, <laughs> if you're unclear, Miranda, then it's yeah. confusing because usually, like, yeah. you know what's going on when I'm lost. <laughs> well, I have the benefit of hindsight of I've read this entire storyline from start to finish. Like, I read the first issue and I was like, man this was a weird place to start. Like in hindsight, everything makes perfect sense, but it was a weird place for people who never read this comic to start, (laughs) you know? And so like, from what I understand, um, they want to draw them all three in conflict. And so they give this really, frankly, insulting proposal. Like, I think I understood it was insulting when I was 14, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. insulting now that I'm like 25. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like, what? Like, uh, they're basically suggesting like uh, both Hades and Poseidon rule heaven and jointly share Hera like she's an inanimate object. Yeah. So it's it's insulting and like uh, it, I don't quite know why that was a decision, but they're doing it specifically to throw her under the bus to bring her into conflict against these other two greater gods so that she cannot go after them. It's all part of the thing. And so they break off a piece of Hades's crown and teleport to her. Uh, she has a, in her palace, she has a pool that we see variously through, like that we see throughout this entire like book um, that she uses to, to watch like the mortal world. Mm-hmm. And so they throw it into the pool and I assume destroy it, like destroy her ability to spy on them. I think so. Yeah. Cause it like, it uh, solidifies the pool, right? So it's just like a black hole. And then yeah, the candle sitting like inside that. of it. Um, and so she walks through, Hera walks through it and walks to mm-hmm. Diana and is like, I'll destroy you, butt-ass naked. And then yep. um, <laughs> Diana's like, your actions already have goddess and I'll spend my days making you regret them. And then she's like a hologram. She's like teleporting out She teleports out. She teleports out because <laughs> she she's got the staff. Yeah. Uh, and then she's back with the Poseidon and they're like, y'all used us? Yeah. Y'all are assholes. Right. And then they leave. Um, <laughs> which is out yeah. of character because Poseidon just almost dis- like was fighting Diana for just telling him. <laughs> he like laughs. I don't know. I don't think he has the temperament to just let it go, but I guess he does. Right. Like he was, he was just, he was having a thing and then he got played the fool and then like he sulks off. Yeah, he's like, well, welcome to the family. You're just as much an asshole as the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> and then we, and see then the great cliffhanger comes. Yeah, we see an image of what is mm-hmm. shown as Zola's mom, and Zola walks up to her, and then it turns out to be like this tentacle thing again, shadow tentacle, dragged thing. into the underworld. Yep, and um. It, it drags into the underworld and then Hades comes back as um, as Big like head. a floating hologram head yeah. like Marlon Brando and Superman. Oh my God. <laughs> to basically <laughs> say like, <laughs> you know. That's fantastic. It's a good reference. <laughs> yes. To basically say like, ah, you had this, you were, you were using us to get back at Hera, but in the process we struck a deal and I'm going to force you to, I'm calling your bluff, Wonder Woman. Like, you're going to have to make this happen. And I'm going to have to be king of, like, the heavens. Otherwise, you're not getting, like, Zola back. Yeah. And that's it. That's where it ends. That is that is that's it. That's where that ends. That's the first volume. That is the first volume. Um, what a book. What an ending. The first half was really, really good. 
the last two um were mostly confusing weird. and I think they <laughs> ran out of time to write something yeah. cohesive and like we just need to set this up so we can move forward um, right <laughs> right it's like they had three they had three steps you know steal underwear step one steal underwear step three profit step two question mark question mark yes exactly <laughs> so that was those were the question marks of the of the the volume um but mm-hmm. honestly overall I do really enjoy it um I'm excited. So for next week, we'll be reading volume two, Guts. Yep. Yep. Um, volume two, issue seven through 12. There you go. Um, so I'm excited to read the rest of it because I'm just like, what is this going to happen? They did a good job. The cliffhanger worked. <laughs> Want to know what happens. Um, but I liked it. Thanks, Miranda. I'm glad. Also, I'm really glad. Thanks for the heavy lifting of all the historical context because I didn't know any of it. Uh, I knew some of it, but not enough for it to like help me. <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> I will be back next week with even more. Um, I bought a book that's the Psychology of Wonder Woman. Oh, that's the book I was talking about. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's the book that I was like, oh, we talked about it, but we I never read it. Um, but yeah, tell me if it's good, so then I could read. it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. Um, I've I've been getting um a lot of like comic book history and comic book critique books mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've kind of been reading on the side. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm saying is that DC is going to hire me to be an expert someday. <laughs> DC, you heard it here first. We need yep. a DC historian. I'm, I'm- she exists, Miranda. <laughs> like they have they have historians but i'm very dedicated there you go expert historians <laughs> yeah. um, a consultant if you will a consultant i'll be a freelancer yes we're here oh for my god it. do you know how big my head would be if i got hired by dc oh It'd be a big head megamind big or yes that's manageable <laughs> i think i I would buy a cape. I would commission a cape for myself and I would Don't wear Don't you it. have a cape? <laughs> I've seen you in a cape. I do have a cape. Okay. I do have a, a cape, but I would get a special cape. cape. <laughs> I support this dream. <laughs> I have my stamp of approval. All right. Not that you need it, but you have it. <laughs> nah, nah we're, we're working on like a joint venture together. Uh. You know, <laughs> if... Uh, if we ever end up doing like the con circuit, then like you're the one that has to deal with me showing up with a cape everywhere. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> I'll um, get you a cape. We can get matching capes. Oh, yes. I want one that's like the one from Hal's Moving Castle. The one Hal's <gasps> a great has, cape. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, like the one from the character. <laughs> Uh, I went to a store. Oh, I guess let's do our our, um, our happy thing. So, if you want to start, um, my happy thing is um, my family came up to visit me, and then I went out down to visit them, mm-hmm. and now I'm home. <laughs> now it's and- done. <laughs> yes, and I can regulate. <laughs> yes. What's yours? Uh, I went shopping yesterday and that was really fun. I needed it after 
um the supreme court decided to show their asses but uh so i was like i'm gonna spend money who cares if i'm in debt the world's ending okay <laughs> hey. um and i went to the store called box lunch which i've been to before but i forget that they exist mm-hmm. and um i will not do it but i was like heavily i'm like what if i work here part-time then i can get all this like stuff at a discount and it might be worth oh. it oh <laughs> <laughs> this is like a nightmare Does working it? retail part-time yeah that was like all of my early 20s so it's not foreign to me i just want the discount <laughs> just work four hours a week and then i can get like 20 percent off oh and all my friends like the stuff they sell so it would work out I would just fund <laughs> myself shopping there, though. I already know. I'm like, oh, this paycheck right. is like uh, a whatever paycheck. I'll just spend my money here. Um, so the plan is flawed, <laughs> but that was my happy thing. <laughs> it's, uh, that's actually kind of kind of great. It's brilliant <laughs> in its own way. You know, <laughs> that is something out of a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever watch Will and Grace? I did not watch Will and Grace. I mean, I, that's okay. I, you don't have to seen episodes but i did not yeah in uh will and grace um karen technically works for grace and she's kind of like one of her best friends what uh, okay but karen is a very wealthy woman who um basically needed an excuse she needed like her husband stan told her or stanley like told her to get a job and so she just needed a job so she doesn't actually work uh, and the exchange is that she doesn't she grace doesn't actually expect her to work but in exchange um she is not supposed to cash any of the checks that grace gives her well <laughs> yeah so this it's like crazy. it's this whole thing of like she gets a paycheck technically but she never cashes it she sticks it in a box and then at one point like uh stanley and her are going through mat like marriage troubles because it's they have a weird relationship because they're really rich mm-hmm. um they go, they're going through marriage troubles. And so he cuts her off. And so she's like, and I was desperate, Grace. <sighs> so she cashes all of them at once. <laughs> oh, no. End of friendship. <laughs> no yeah. longer friends. Yeah, because she's she's wealthy and horrible and doesn't understand money. <laughs> oh, gosh. Grace is also horrible in her own way. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> It's, it's everyone in Willow Grace is kind of terrible. That's good to know. I probably will not watch the show, but I like knowing that. You, my, you do not have to. My mom liked it. And so I watched yeah, growing up. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Miranda's drinking her coffee. So if you want to follow me on social media, um, my handle is Orchata Chica on TikTok and Instagram. Do um, you can find me there? If you want to communicate, uh, we set up, uh, uh, well, actually Miranda, go ahead first. Um, if you want to find me, I am Dino Mighty Miranda on TikTok. I post bat family content. Um, and we have social medias. Um, <laughs> you can, woo, woo, you can contact us. If you want to reach out to us via email, we are, uh, the sidekicks. Hold on. Where's the picture? I took a picture. Uh, do you know? I know I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking it up. We're so good at this. There it is. Uh, okay. Um, our email is 
the capital T side S E I D capital S kicks capital K all one word at gmail.com. You can can find us. (laughs) Yep. You can email us recommendations that you may have. Uh, it'll be great taking consideration. Um, yeah, that's what we had for you this week. Next week, again, we'll be doing the new 52 wonder woman volume two guts Mm -hmm. issue six through what Miranda (laughs) six through 12 or issue seven through 12, seven through 12. Thank you. Um, yeah. And you know, we hope to see y'all again. Yeah. Bye. Bye. We don't have an ending song. So our jingles, not very long. <laughs> I like it's that. between Bolivia and Peru. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh.